You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 828 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland. It is a Thursday evening into Friday morning. And thank you, as always, for joining us on the podcast. Not a ton has happened since yesterday. I want to go ahead and plug, though, the earlier shows this week. Travis Schlenk's audio was a big part of one of them. Mailbag questions, thoughts from Lloyd Pierce, Clint Capella, etc., etc. The Hawks roster for their minicamp slash offseason workout. A lot that's been happening on the podcast recently, as well as, of course, the NBA draft looming. We've we've already sort of banked a ton of NBA draft content on this podcast, including visits from Zach Hood, talking about a deep dive series that we did on on the positions, um, playoff talk with Ben Ladner, all kinds of stuff. NBA draft guests aplenty. So go ahead and subscribe. If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. Please click, click that subscribe button and join us on a regular basis. Today's podcast is going to be pretty short, all things considered, but still actually a lot to get to. Both Trey Young and John Collins addressed the media via Zoom on Thursday after the Hawks have now been through two days of off-season workouts in their mini-bubble here in Atlanta. So I'm basically going to populate this podcast with a ton of audio from those guys. Moving forward, I don't think it's going to be quite as much audio-heavy as it has been this week when it comes to prepackaged audio from Schlank and Pearson, now Collins and, and Young. But alas, that was sort of their first time talking in quite a while. I thought it would be pretty interesting. People seem to like those first two episodes with Lloyd and Travis, so I want to go ahead and pass along. Obviously, uh, you know, John Collins and Trey Young are pretty big pretty big deals when it comes to the Hawks, so there's that kind of stuff as well. I know there will be plans to have other guys speaking in the coming days. If we hear from Reddish or Hunter or Herder or Bruno or whoever, I will uh, try to pass some, some of that stuff along as well, but uh, pretty much going to be audio-focused on today's podcast. Okay, with all of that said, I'm not going to play the entire thing with either guy because uh, Trey and John both were, I think, 30-plus minutes of media on Thursday, but I sort of chopped it all down a little bit to some bite-sized stuff, so hopefully you guys can enjoy that. First and foremost, uh, we'll start with Trey. Um, first, you know, sort of the pleasantries that everyone was putting forth. He was excited to be around his teammates, etc. Not trying to take this time for granted it was a way that he put it early on, that he was asked about what it's like to sit back and watch the other 22 teams in the NBA that went to Orlando with while the Hawks weren't there, obviously. So uh, here's what he had to say about that. And as a reminder, or I guess I should just tell you, that in the middle of this, you'll hear the voice of Chris Kirscher, the athletic, because um, he gives a sort of a follow-up question that I, I want to give you the full context of what Trey said. So you'll hear Trey, then Chris, and then back to Trey. Uh, it's been, I mean, mixed emotions. Um, I mean, obviously, I wish I was out there. I uh, wish I could have at least went out there and played. Um Played a little bit, but I mean, seeing the game come back has been great. Watching guys play really well has been good too. I uh, just like seeing the game of basketball again. So it's uh, it's been good, but I mean, of course, I'd rather be out there than, than anybody else. I have a follow up. Um, does it give you additional motivation to help you know lead this team to the playoffs next season? So you know, if this happens again next season, that you guys aren't there. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever want to not be in the playoffs again. Um, this is this is something that. I mean, going through a rebuilding stage is, is going to happen. Um, it's going to take years to I mean, grow together and be together for it to really click. And, um, I mean, now we're at that point now where it's, I mean, we're going into year three. Um, and, I mean, 
our chemistry is there. We're, we're starting to learn different things, talk even more, and it's it's uh, hopefully a click. So uh, that's what I'm hoping going into this year. I think the headliner there is pretty obviously the reference to not ever wanting to miss the playoffs again, which is something that he certainly want to uh, you certainly want to hear him say, and he definitely said that there. So not not a whole lot of surprise there. I think Trey's a competitive guy, so that kind of comes through in hearing that answer. Um, from there, he was prompted on playing with Capella for the first time, and what what that's going to be like, and uh, he definitely talked about being excited about that. So here's what he had to say: uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to play with Clint. Um, I mean, he's he's had a hell of a run. Um, in Houston, uh, he's he's very talented on both ends, um, very smart. Um, I threw him a pass today that I, I did not think he was going to catch, and he caught it on his back hip and, and finished the layup. And he's just he's so he's so good with his hands. Um, I can give him a bounce pass or in the air pass, and he'll go get it wherever. And um, he's just he's just a, such a, a cerebral big man. It's uh, it's going to be fun playing with him. I'm I'm excited. Later on in the availability, he was asked again about Capella and how he sort of looks, and he seemed pretty positive about that. So I wanted to uh, give you more on Trey expounding on Clint. Yeah, um, he's he's looking really good. He's looking really good right now. I think everybody is a little bit um, winded. <laughs> I mean, just getting back into things, and we're going such at a fast pace. It's everybody's kind of winded and things like that. But he's he's been uh, I mean, playing really well. Just I mean, just talking. Uh, you can tell the the kind of veteran leadership that he has just from being around guys like James and CP. Um, like you can just tell uh, just from the, the things he says and just how he's so communicative and um, on the defensive end and um, screening and things like that. I think it's, it's going to be very helpful going forward. We will pivot from there to uh, a question that Trey received about the extended hiatus and sort of staying focused and preparing for this season and navigating the offseason, et cetera. And uh, here was his sentiment that he uh, gave us. I think we're all focused. I don't think I don't think that's been a problem uh, with, with with not playing. Um, I think we're more focused than ever, uh, to be honest with you. I think not playing this long, none of us have gone this long since before we were playing. Um uh, started even playing basketball, not, not playing this long. And just that right there is just, it's been motivating and we're just ready to play. Uh, I know I am, I know I'm ready to go out there and play. And, uh, I think, I think we're all just, we're very focused. Also, uh, Trey's defense was a big part of the conversation, as you might expect. Um, you know, obviously everyone knows that he's an awesome offensive player. That's also was part of the conversation is that he is so electric offensively. But defensively, you know, a lot of questions about that end of the floor, obviously. And first he was asked about the team's defense and the improvement for next season and how that all potentially comes together. I mean, that's, that's just something we're going to see when we start playing. Uh, it's, it's uh, I mean, holding teams under a certain certain amount of points. Um, every game, I think that's something that we need to, I mean, we'll, we'll all come together before I mean, we start playing and make that make a goal and um, just always try to fight for that goal. Um, I think our offense is going to take care of itself. Uh, we've, we've pretty much been a, I mean, a really pretty good offensive team um, for the most part, but uh, our, our defense, we, we definitely um, just, just need to continue to, to work on that. Near the end of the availability, Trey was also asked about the next step for his individual defense and what it's going to take for him to be improved on that end of the floor. And here's what he had to say about that. I think for me, it's, it's conditioning. It's conditioning and it's being in the best shape of my life. Uh, being able to 
to play a lot of minutes and play with a lot of effort on both ends. So uh, that's that's really it for me. Is it's all about being in the best conditioning um, I've ever been in, and so that's I know on the defensive end, it's it's, it's all about effort. It's all about effort and being smart, and I have one of them. So it's 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 more about being in the best shape and not um, and being able to fight on both ends for I mean full full game. I think it's notable that he references his conditioning there and just kind of physically being able to play that hard and give that kind of effort on both ends for the whole game. Something I point to quite a bit, honestly, about Trey in terms of his defense, because especially it's been notably better in flashes at times, but it's really, really hard to carry the workload that he had to take, that he sort of had to carry this year offensively and still have energy for defense, especially when you when you don't have size in the way that he doesn't he's never gonna have size. So it's important, um, obviously, to give that kind of effort sustained, but there's always a trade-off on some level. At the same time, I think it's definitely interesting and I think encouraging that he acknowledges that. And I think his conditioning is fine. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's that Trey's out of shape, but you know, that's the way that he's going to have to figure out how to navigate giving effort on defense while still maintaining his offensive level, which is tough. He was better at it this year than I was than he was in year one, which is definitely encouraging. We'll see more of that in the future. But you know, trying to stay, trying to just kind of play point guard right now in terms of on, the, on, on this podcast with the audio. But I wanted to sort of inject some thoughts on that particular one. Last thing I wanted to play for you from Trey was that he was asked about what he's looking to accomplish, broadly speaking, in year three. So here is what he had to say about that. Um, I mean, winning is my my main key. I mean, y- y'all will probably hear me talk about that all year, asking me about individual things, um, individual stats, individual accolades. Oh, that's y'all gonna get the same answer all year. My my main focus going into my 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 third year is winning. Um, I think I think that's it's it's always been my focus, but it's 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 even more now than ever. Um, I think I mean watching these games, um, it's it's been tough. Um, just just watching it and just not being in that position. So for me, that's that's my main focus going into year three is winning and um, doing whatever I need to do to to get us over the top and, and get into the playoffs. So yeah, he downplays his individual numbers and focuses on the winning there. And so that's what you want to hear, honestly, from the best player on a team that's trying to make a jump next year that's still a youthful team and a team that's on the rise. And obviously his numbers were so good this year that they're kind of unassailable. But uh, yeah, there you go on that. He was also asked again later how ready the team is to make that kind of leap and whether it's been an internal discussion at all. So this is the last piece of audio, but I wanted to sort of give him uh, the floor to follow up on that last answer. For sure. Um, We've definitely... Uh, we've definitely all talked about that. We've definitely talked about what we need to do to make that next step. And uh, for me, I think right now maybe just coming off of just not playing, you don't know if you're ready or not. But from what I know and from what I know and my teammates, I know we'll, we'll be ready by the time it starts. So if we're not ready now, um, we will be by the time it starts. All right, and that'll do it for the Trey audio for today. We'll obviously be hearing from him quite a bit as the face of the franchise in the future, but this is sort of his first longer form interview in quite some time when it comes to Hawks media and local availability. So there you go on that one to pass it along to you. We will get to John Collins momentarily, but before we get to that, a word from our sponsor on today's podcast, and that's the good folks at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious. I've told you in the past how much I really love the original Built Bar flavors, but now there are 18, yes, 18 amazing flavors to choose from, including six new selections like caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, and a personal favorite of mine in the cookies and cream. 
Each bar is covered in 100% chocolate, and importantly, they're all soft and easy to chew. From there, it's important to note that Built Bars are fantastic for those of us trying to be health conscious. You can maintain or even lose weight while still enjoying a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and Built Bar is even great for people on the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. When you do that, you'll get $10 off on your next order with Built Bar. One more time, that is BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off on your next order. Check it out at BuiltBar.com. All right, we can dive back in to some audio now, pivoting to John Collins, the other guy who was uh, available today. By the way, no Lloyd, no Lloyd Pierce availability today, just Young and Collins. So that's why you're hearing from those two guys. And of course, it helps that they're the two best players on the team and uh, lots to get into with John as well. I will ease you in with sort of a softball that everybody got in the last couple of days. That's just sort of how excited everybody is to be back on the court. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling just to get back out on the court. I think it's going on like crazily, like some like happy years since, you know, We've been in the gym, had organized practice, organized this, organized that. So uh, really great to, like you said, see my brothers, see my coaches, be in the gym, um, just get that atmosphere, get that energy from my guys like I usually do uh, year round. Uh, it's nice, nice to get back to a little bit of normalcy. From there, I will pivot to what John was asked about Clint Capella quite a bit during this availability, as you might be uh, not surprised by. That was a big story in February when Clint, when Clint was was acquired. And every time anyone talks, it's always about this. But I want to give you a, sort of give you what John was saying today about it. First clip that I will play for you is John talking about just playing alongside Clint Capella so far during this week. Oh, it's, it's been great so far. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we have great chemistry off the court so far, or we've been trying to talk to each other more. You know. Uh, become better friends off the court. So uh, you can definitely see his impact on the court, what he brings, his experience, his length. So uh, hopefully everything continues to go well. A little bit later, Collins was asked about how it's all going to work with him next to Capella. So here was that response. Yeah, so it, for me, you have a healthy Clint Capella and myself. It's a lot of energy, a lot of activity, a, a lot of rebounds. Um, you know, I feel like we're just two versatile athletic guys who um, – you know, have a knack for the ball around the rim, have a knack for finishing, have a, you know, good hands, uh, great lob threads. So I feel like if you have two of those guys on the court that can interchange and do uh, the same thing in different areas, um, as well as I said, me working on my game as well to try to diversify, um, to try to just create more space, um, as, as well as having Trey uh, quarterback at all, it's, it's looking great. And finally, one more on Clint's defensive impact and how it's going to work on that end of the floor. Yeah, I definitely feel like adding Clint um, with the roster that we already have with DeDre Hunter and with the Cam Reddish and myself, uh, the switchability, the length. Um, and like I said before, the athleticism that we have, I feel like it's very underrated. Um, I feel like with, you know, time, with, you know, uh, us you know, growing together, um, our chemistry is only going to grow. Um, like I said before, I feel like our, fluid, our fluidity um, and our ability to do a lot of things on the defensive end is going to um, create a – a lot of good things for us. I think to some degree, the Capella stuff has been played up enough at this point in time. He's very good. He's going to help them on both ends of the floor. So I wanted to sort of outline that from everyone, from Trey to John to Travis to Lloyd and everybody else. But here is that's sort of all of that. Um, okay, we'll pivot now. Uh, I played the audio from Lloyd Pierce earlier in the week saying about how much John has been in the gym the last couple of months. Um, and he, he was sort of asked about that in, that in particular and, and Lloyd saying that as well as all of the work that he's been doing and what he's sort of been focused on during this time. Uh, definitely, yeah, I'll definitely say all of the above, but if there's anything I'm, I'm working on, I'd say it's trying to play, make, creating um, for myself and others. Uh, I feel like I proved myself or I proved that I can you know, 
independently create for myself, you know, obviously some next levels to start getting others involved or to obviously uh, create more shots for myself or have the ability to, to do different things. So um, I, I'll pretty much say that covers it or just me working on guard stuff instead of, you know, normal traditional big man stuff, trying to um, get outside my box. It was not in the same question, but later on in the availability, Collins was sort of asked about um, his choice to expand and if, and if playmaking was sort of the next step in his development as a player. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, although I feel like my game does have some areas where I, I can create for myself naturally at this moment, I feel like with how we run our offense and the system and the creativeness that we run it with and the ability to, you know, we want to get all of our guys involved. Um, I feel like for me, the next step is understanding how we play and then, and then you know, add, what's the word, uh, adjusting my game or adjusting my training to sort of suit that. So, um, yeah, it's creation and uh, offensive creation ability is one of the most important things you can have in basketball. So I'm working on that every day. I think overall that makes a lot of sense for Collins as an area of focus. Um, you know, not that it's any breaking news that he's talked about that in the past, but you know, he's already so good at what he does well, arguably the best role man in the entire league. His touch is obviously sort of awesome at this point in time. His defensive, his defensive improvement has been tangible. They can certainly get better on that on the floor still. But I think um, if you're trying to look at his ultimate upside, I think playmaking and being able to sort of make others better and all that stuff is probably the next logical step for him. So that's smart that he would focus on that area. And uh, I think there's more to sort of unlock there if he can figure all that out with his jump shot and his playmaking and his passing, etc. Okay, uh, later... He was asked uh, about sort of how he was pacing himself and approaching this long offseason going into next year. Excuse me. Yeah, I think going, coming into my fourth year now, I truly understand the, the motto of it's a marathon, not a sprint. So for me, I'm always trying to stay in shape uh, or have some sort of baseline um, that I, I don't fall under. So if need be, or if I do want to play a pickup, if I do want to, you know, turn it back up a little bit, I always can. So I feel like that's just part of me being a professional, trying to keep my body ready. Obviously, like Coach said, if we do too much too soon or whatever the case may be, we definitely could burn ourselves out. But um, as he also said, we've been in the gym a lot. I've been working my butt off personally. I've uh, been in the gym every day. So I've been trying to stay in shape and just keep my body ready so I don't have to get ready. I feel like that's probably the best case scenario for that. Obviously, you know, you, you never want guys to get burnt out or hurt or anything like that. So. The reference there to, quote, working my butt off, end quote, is not a big surprise. John is a hard worker, but uh, I thought that was noteworthy as well. Um, last sort of uh, non-basketball thing here is that Collins was, was – uh, is, is a new dad, I should say, and he was asked about sort of what's changed in that experience um, off the court. As a note, again, you'll hear the voice of Chris Kirchner as a, on a follow-up in the middle of his clip like you did earlier in the podcast, and uh, here is what John said about his new experience as a dad. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I don't know if I, you know, if the, the, the light bulb has gone off in my head. Or, oh, this one thing is the only one thing I know right now is uh, I'm not getting as much sleep as I used to. Uh, <laughs> But other than that, obviously, definitely a really life-changing experience having a, you know, a little man to raise. I feel like as he gets older, you know, he starts talking to me and starts interacting with me more. You know, he's four months right now, so he's still in the, you know, little infant baby stages. And, um, so, but like I said, once he gets a little older, starts walking and talking, I feel like, uh, I feel like a lot more emotions are going to start coming out that I didn't really feel like were there. So um, it's, I know it's a long process, a long journey, and um, you know, I'm going to be there every step away from my little man. Uh, As a follow-up, um, what's the hardest part about fatherhood for you? 
you know, I'm not one to, like I said, I know I'm not getting enough sleep, but I've never been a great sleeper per se anyway. Um, I, you know, just the hardest part is just understanding that it's not all about you now. You know what I mean? Uh, especially growing up as a young NBA player, college kid, you know, Division One athlete, everything's been me, 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 me. Now it's my little miss. I'm somebody else. It's my son now. So I feel like that's the biggest part is just understanding that all this is for somebody else now, for my next generation, for him and his family to come. So hard to understand at such a young age, but I'm, I'm coming to terms with it, you know, becoming more comfortable with it. As someone who's not a dad, I can't really relate to that, can't really relate to that but that's not a surprise in my view to hear John sort of talk about that. Um, okay, last thing, last topic on this particular podcast is that uh, Pierce referenced Collins as the longest tenure guy on the team yesterday, and Collins was asked about that and whether he needs to be a leader on the team, whether he feels that responsibility, so here's what he had to say. Yeah, definitely. Um, I always felt like Naturally, I was a natural-born leader. or A lot of people always tell me I lead by example a lot. Um, so for me, I feel like it's the other side of that is to start using my voice more. Although I'm not necessarily quiet, there's certain qualities or certain traits that come with leaders talking to other people and being able to communicate that. So that's something I've also been working working on that's not you know basketball-related, just trying to be a better leader. Because uh, like I said before, I feel like I lead by example. Now it's time to walk the walk. I'm walking the walk now. So. I, so I got to try to help our young guys out and talk them through things and, and whatnot. Uh, young guys, right? now I'm 23. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a tough battle, but we can make it work. That ends the uh, the week on this podcast, unless something crazy happens between, between now and Monday. And I have to break in for an emergency show, which I've done in the past. But, uh, yeah, obviously, as I referenced before, a lot of audio to get through. Well, we won't have quite that much audio normally on the podcast, but I think it's a good change. People wanted to hear from sort of the pillars of the organization between head coach, president of basketball operations, and the best two players on the team. So there you go on that. There is plans, at least as far as I know, for the Hawks to keep practicing through the weekend, um, maybe with an off day here or there in the middle of their uh, mini bubble, mini camp situation. And we'll have updates from that as they come. But as you've probably seen by now, if you're a diehard Hawks fan, they're not like any, they're not like releasing any info, <laughs> any info or any uh, you know footage, all that stuff. Maybe the occasional highlight you'll see on Hawks.com or something like that. But for the most part, the Zooms are what we sort of uh, beholden to, and I will try my best to pass along the information as it comes to you. Please subscribe to this podcast. I really appreciate everyone that's already done that, but it would be huge for me if you are a listener to this podcast to go ahead and click the subscribe button. That way, if you miss a show, I understand that, but please go ahead and download it as well. That's also very helpful to the podcast for sponsors. Also, check out our sponsors and patronize them. And uh, yeah, please, again, thank you for listening. As always, tell a friend, and we'll see you at the very, very latest next week.